Hello and welcome to episode number 91 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Jim. Today, we're talking with co-owner of Realm Games, Jacob Bartram. All right. So today, like Jim said, we're talking with Jacob Bartram. Did you remember before we uh, got into that episode that this was the Jacob Bartram that Matt mistook for Jacob Bertrand? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but but as we were talking, I, you know, I, at the time when Matt mentioned that I didn't really know who Jacob was, mm-hmm. but then we were fortunate enough able to meet Jacob at a local mm-hmm. uh, Flesh and Blood tournament and got to talking. And then um, I it clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, wait, you're the guy that, <laughs> that Matt mistook for Jacob. So, uh, all right. Well, before we get into it, we need to talk about our sponsor, Amazon Audible. If you head over to our affiliate link, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness, you can sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible service. When you sign up for that free 30-day trial you get a free book added to your account if you're an amazon prime member you get two free books added to your account you can you can use those credits you don't get books you get credits and then uh, exchange those credits for books if you go in there onto the service you can pick which books you want to get added to your account and those you get to keep those books for forever for as long as you have that account essentially and even when you if you cancel if you cancel that subscription before the end of the 30 days you still get to keep those books on your account so if that's something that you'd be interested in head over to our affiliate link www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness sign up for your free 30-day trial today all right. This uh, so so today, like we like you mentioned, we are back to an interview. We are yes. interviewing Jacob Bartram. So Jacob is the co-owner of the Realm Games. So we were fortunate enough to meet Jacob um, mm-hmm. again. Like I said, I feel like I'm saying things twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anyway, at a local Flesh and Blood tournament hosted by Min Max Games, and we got to have a nice little chat. Yeah, it was um, great talking with um, him there. And it was kind of impromptu, mm-hmm. uh, but it was really great to make that connection mm-hmm. and then find out kind of what he's doing, him and his brother are doing with the Realm Games, and honestly, really the communities that they are looking to form. And, you know, when we finished this podcast, this episode, we still talked for like yeah. another, I had to be like another hour. We do it all the time. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. But it's awesome. It was really great to sit mm-hmm. down with somebody who's literally doing the thing that we yeah. want to do. Yeah. So he had a lot of really good tips, tricks, advice, and kind of just really just really good advice for us Mm -hmm. in the long run and what we hope to take into our eventual store. So sit tight, strap in, (laughs) and hopefully you guys enjoy this conversation with Jacob Bartram. All right. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Mr. Jacob Bartram. Jacob is the co-owner of the Realm Games. Jacob, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? You know, it's 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 another day. It's another day. Jim Jim just woke up not that long ago, right, I Jim? <laughs> I passed out right after work. Got home about at one one o'clock, one p.m. Don't you love that schedule, Jim? I actually, yeah, I do, I do actually. <laughs> so so uh, so all right. So so today we're we're talking to Jacob, and so we met we met Jacob um, a few weeks ago. I honestly can't remember how many weeks ago the uh, Chicago Brawl was for MinMax Games um, here. And everybody said it was in Chicago, guys. It wasn't in Chicago. Just so you know, it wasn't in Chicago, just right. outside Chicago. All right, that's only for people who live <laughs> I know. near Chicago, I know. okay? I know. <laughs> that's like you go out of state and you're like, oh, yeah, I live in Chicago, even though you don't. <laughs> 
you still yeah, say it. I know. <laughs> Definitely could be our fault. I market like we marketed everything in Chicago, and then I got there. I'm like, oh, you know, I've never been to Chicago. And people are like, this isn't Chicago. I'm like, whoa, my bad. <laughs> my, my bad. Calm down, calm down, dude. <laughs> it's 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 just funny. But 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 again, if you would have said Downers Grove, people would have been like. Where, where I have no idea where that is. Nobody knows where that's <laughs> yeah, at. Chicago works exactly. Yes. You say Chicago, and you know it. it <laughs> Chicago encompasses a lot of places in mm-hmm. in the area, so mm-hmm. it, it it's fine. It's fine. So anyway, that's where Jacob. Uh, we met Jacob, and we uh we had we had a quite a few good chats at mm-hmm. that yeah. at that tournament. And Jacob, it was really nice, kind of uh, just chatting with you, learning about the realm games. Um, and so I know there's. There's which, which uh this is actually kind of perfect since we're talking about that tournament. Okay. Uh <laughs> did you remember the idiot that was, fell asleep in the chair at the tournament? No. It was like f- for 3 hours. Like there in the middle? So it no, was no, off no. on the side um where where the I draft guess, room yeah, was the dra- where they were drafting. drafting. Oh yeah, no, I had no idea someone did that. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was a it was an amazing spot to pass out. And uh, yeah, that was me. So oh, was he? <laughs> you know what? Yes. <laughs> I do, I do remember, like, like after I talked to you guys like the first time for like two or three minutes, I remember like later walking by. I was like, "Oh, dude, this dude's gone." But I never thought about it again. <laughs> I was like, that's not that great of a spot. There's a lot of people walking through here. <laughs> I don't know, oh, dude. Shoot. It was real comfy. <laughs> I would there would be times where I'm like passed out. I wake up, I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I don't I don't need to be I don't anywhere. need to get up and leave. I don't need oh, to be man. anywhere. Back to bed. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> oh man. So it's funny yeah. because that so that night. Um, we went out to that that's that speakeasy get together. Yeah. Um, good. which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But when we're there, multiple people were like, Oh, oh you were the guy who was passed out. <laughs> hey man, it doesn't matter how they know you. Yeah, right. It just matters that they know you. It gets you in the door. It yep. like it, it gets those conversations yep. started. You just need a funny story. Oh my goodness. And, and I got it. Oh, oh dude. shoot! That's hilarious. I, I can't. I can't remember who we were talking to, but somebody was like, "Dude, you were past the f out forever." Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, what oh, can I say, man. man? I was. I was tired. <laughs> but it, so 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 just to give a little bit of context, okay, for those of you who were at that tournament, okay. Number one, we don't even play flesh and blood. No, I don't even play it. We don't play flesh and blood, but we went just to have a good time and hang yeah. out and hang out with everybody. Yeah, and we did. We had an amazing time. Mm-hmm. But you, you came straight from work. Yeah, I came straight from work, and I was already running on close to twenty four hours at that point. Yep. And I was just like, man, that couch looks comfy. <laughs> yeah, you, he, you, you said that. Then I'm like, dude, just go take a nap, man. Go take a nap. Don't worry about it. If something comes up, I'll get you up, and then I'll let you know what's going on. And then I got up at the end of the tournament, and then it was time to go party. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. <laughs> That's great. That's like a great weekend. It was. Because then then when you left, you had to go straight back to work, right? Yeah, I went straight to work right after. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know it was a good party. So, you know, I was – Say that you're the first person to do that at one of our events, but you're 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 definitely not. 
but, but the, <laughs> in Columbus last year, um, we did like our first like speakeasy ticket that anyone could come to. Right. It was super cool. We mm-hmm. made like a red carpet and place for people to take pictures. It was a blast. Well, <laughs> there was, there was like, you know, it's just like the, the other speakeasy. There's a bar where people could go buy drinks and do their own thing. Blah, blah, blah. And we, we mm-hmm. drafted and did a bunch of cool stuff. Well, some people decided to leave there and go, I don't know where they went, out into the world of Columbus. They went out. They went out. (laughs) They showed up the next morning, and they were still gone. It was bad. So I had people (laughs) laying in the stream room behind the casters, giving them water, and like, (laughs) they were out cold. It was great. (laughs) It was, it was, it was a weekend. That's it was bad. I think that was at a party. Yeah. But what's great is like there's an area designated for for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's couches back there. We got water. Yeah. We got everything you guys need. Pittsburgh. I'm just gonna add to the checklist. You know, feature table, casting yeah. area, <laughs> yeah. play area, nap room. Nap room. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. All right. So, so bef- before before we, we get into talking all about uh, the realm, okay, the realm games and just tabletop gaming, Jim has a question that he likes to ask because we know you do have some experience with Magic the Gathering. Oh so boy, it's rough. That being said, Jim, well, yes, Jim, fire away. Yeah. So um, I w- normally I say this kind of determines the rest of the conversation, oh, but we no. already set that up in the last conversation, <laughs> yeah. the last little yeah. question. Uh, <laughs> so I was wanting to know uh, your favorite color to play and or color combination. Who? So <laughs> the fa- my favorite to play or what i played the most of this is two different things um <laughs> whatever you what, want to say yeah. yeah so uh so something that i love playing but i'm absolutely awful at it is like blue white control but I, i'm so bad at it i shouldn't even be allowed to do it like it's just, it's just, but it's just so fascinating so i'm like sure we'll try but like when i played like seriously for a while it's like usually just like mono black I did that for a couple of years. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Awesome. That's still a good color combination. Still, I like Esper. Yeah. Yeah. Esper, <laughs> Esper, is, Esper is a fantastic color combination. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> with, with, with the main, one of the main questions out of the way. The that's, biggest that, question <laughs> out of the way. Uh, we, we so we want to talk all about the Rome games. All right. So when we when we first talked to you, okay, you know, you you were telling us a little bit about the story of the Rome games, and then how you and your brother um, came to um, own the Rome games. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could just kind of like give give a brief backstory of of kind of where you guys are at now and how you kind of got to uh, owning the Rome games. Yeah. So. Um, the realm was owned by a gentleman named James. Uh, he owned it for 15, maybe 16 years. I can't quite remember, but wow. a really good friend of ours. Um, and he, he came to a point where he was just ready to retire and um, mm-hmm. approached my brother. We own a couple other businesses, and he just kind of reached out to us, and conversation started, and, and we took, took over from there. So um, that was September of 2021. 
Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, the store was on the little rougher side. Some of the, the it needed updated really bad, and there's a lot of stuff happening. It, it's a it's a unique space. It's really cool. It has the main store where you can buy everything, and then the, we mm-hmm. have the building right next to it. You actually walk outside and walk into another building, but it's like. Mm. 2,000, 2,500 square feet of just wide open play area where all the tables are and people come play. We have rooms set up, people play D&D. We have Warhammer happening, Pokemon, Magic, Flesh and Blood. Like, it's cool. Like, this last Sunday we had, I think there was like 20 or 25 people there playing pre-release for Magic. We had like 30 people there for Pokemon. We had like five tables of just Commander going D and D was happening in another room, so like, it's a really, it's become a really cool space for like, doesn't matter what you play, like there's someone there that's like, sure, like we'll just sit down mm-hmm. and play. So, um, mm-hmm. that's but that's great. how we, that's how we ended up buying it. Um, went on together, and uh, we we are competitive people <laughs> by nature. Is that a, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, mm-hmm. Our whole family's that way. I mean, that's why we own our own businesses. I'm not really sure. But um, (laughs) (laughs) so we decided that we wanted to start running tournaments and um, saw a need in the flesh and blood community. And we're really involved in that community. And that's kind of how we got on to doing our own circuit this year. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of snowballed from there. We've had great support from the community and. And we do we do other events too, like decent sized events. Like um, we run RCQs. We usually do like one, two, maybe even five k RCQ. Um, we ran a couple one, two k. I think it's the biggest we went for Pokemon. Um, so we do other stuff too, but most of that's just at the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so so all right. So timeline. You guys purchased the store September of twenty twenty one. Correct. Yes. Okay. So when you guys purchased it, um, was there like, what was the reason you guys did that? Like, did you have a big want to be owners of a, of an LGS of a game store? Or was it just something that kind of, kind of fell into your lap and was a good opportunity? You decided to pursue it. Um, or is it, or was it along somewhere along the lines of, you know, this is something we've always wanted to do and we have a, you know, a, a big drive for this community. And and that was kind of a reason. Just wonder if you could kind of touch on that for a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably going to be everything you just said. Um, we had previously (laughs) talked about before, um, we're 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 involved in the community we played there um so there was a want there was a desire um there was also you know some ambition to to take the store and do some really cool stuff i think james had some really unique stuff going there and then it also kind of fell on our lap where you know he was you know we had we had previously talked about like five years prior and we just Mm -hmm. weren't we weren't in a space where um, in a place to do what we thought we could do with the store. Like we felt like if we were mm-hmm. going to do it, we needed to be in a place where we could do the things that we wanted to do, take it, take it to a, a new height. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of passed then and it just kind of ended up working out where when it came back around, we, we were ready. You know, we both were in a good place to be able to do what we felt was necessary for the store and, 
Yeah, so it's a little bit of okay. both. It's definitely desire, um, some ambition, and also just timing. Right. Okay. <clears throat> now, what at the time you guys got into the store, um, were you as involved with the Flesh and Blood community as you are now, or did that kind of happen after after that? Yeah, it happened shortly <clears throat> after. Um, okay. Honestly, I had never heard of the game. I don't know if Keith okay. had either, um, okay. but one of the players that we used to play with all the time, um, he was big in the magic. He came in. We hadn't seen him forever. He's a pretty good friend. Um, he's like, we're like, oh, you know, like, how's it going, blah, blah, and asked him, like, what he was doing, playing, and he's like, oh, no, I sold my whole magic. Like, he sold his whole magic collection. I'm like, cool. So, you know, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm in this game called Flesh and Blood. <laughs> Like, that's brave. Yeah, that right. Is brave. Yeah, <laughs> he he loved especially the at game. that time. Mm-hmm. At that time, yeah. man, that that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So he he convinced Keith to go with him to Colling and Cincy, and Keith came back that night and was like, "Hey, you should play this with me." And we sat down with some starter decks. And I was like, "This game's fun." And <laughs> I think the next week we had product there. So wow, it's like a week or two. That's, yeah, that's crazy. What so? What was it about the game? Was was it was it one thing in particular that like made it click for you that it was that it was a lot of fun, or is it just like the overall experience? Because I mean, I've heard that quite a lot from people, but I'm just wondering, like, if it's one thing in particular, like, what is it that makes Flesh and Blood just that fun experience for people? So for me personally, um, uh, we I guess we touched this a little bit. Like, I'm a very competitive person. So, like, when we sat down and played, as we started playing, actually, the first couple of times I played it, I was like, this is a cool game. I can see how people like it, but I wasn't into it as I am now. Um, uh-huh. But as we started playing a lot more and really getting into the game, I was like, ah, this is, it, it feels like a TCG where it's almost like a, you're playing chess a little bit, um, where. Here comes the chess analogies again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, you know, it's like you play something, obviously, for an effect, but. A lot of times it feels like you're playing it to get your opponent to react or or to see what they're going to play. And then there's like this mm-hmm. this this element of, well, I did this because I think I know what you're going to do. So it's like this chess feel where I'm moving my pieces mm-hmm. to make you move your pieces. Um, mm-hmm. So it's that and then the whole – it's almost impossible, almost impossible to get like resource locked. It's just really nice mm. not not to go. Mm-hmm. I drew seven or nine lands in a row, so I lost. And it wasn't that I was mm-hmm. better or worse. I just lost because I drew bad. And that element, mm-hmm. you know, exists in any TCG. Like you, you can't get rid mm-hmm. of it, but it just feels less in right. Flesh and Blood. So those are probably two, so the two feels, big things for me. It feels less talking about the resource system. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, do you think? Do you think Flesh and Blood has a resource system figured out, or is it just they do a much better job at the resource system than a game like Magic the Gathering does? So we've talked about this a lot, like because there's no knock on Magic. Magic is still a fun game. Most of mm-hmm. our players play both, and we try to make our schedule at our store where guys can do both because they want to, and they're both fun. Mm-hmm. They're just they're they're different. Um, I would right. say for resource system, it's more of Magic resource system was developed in 1992 or whenever, 1993. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. these resources systems developed in, you know, 
2020 or 2019 or whatever it was. So um, they've had the opportunity to see everything Magic's done. Right? I tell people all the time, like some of these games coming out that are good, like they got to watch. They don't have to go through some of the bad that Magic had to figure out on their own. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yep. So it so, helps. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I know like when we talk about Magic and games like Magic where you, you, you there are plenty of opportunities to get mana screwed, mana flooded, leads to a lot of feel bad. Feel bad moments where I've got hands that I literally cannot play because I don't have the you know, don't have the resources necessary or I just don't have the cards in my hand. Build a better deck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, You're not wrong. You know, <laughs> to an extent, just spend them more <laughs> but money. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm genuinely curious. Like, do do you end up with hands like that in in flesh and blood, or do you, are those moments, those feel bad moments, where you can't do anything, just that a lot less because of the resource system? So, and this is this is just my personal opinion or experience. Sure, absolutely. Um, yep. I don't know if I can actually remember, like right now, thinking back through all the games I've played with people, if there's a game mm-hmm. where I looked back at it and went, man, I should have or could have won that game if my hand would have done something different. It's been mm-hmm. more like, hey, here's like four or five things I can point out that I did wrong that cost me the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, there's a couple uh, PTQs that I topped a and some stuff like that. And, you know, I had f- people who are really good players that friends that were there, they were watching. I got done. I was like, man, I just couldn't get there. I was trying to think through stuff. They're like, Oh, well, you know, you would have won if you'd done this, this, and this, and you're like, yeah, if I would just play better, you know, like it, it wasn't like <laughs> oh, my card screwed me. It was like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you play the game, how it's supposed to be played. You win, you know, I, so I'm yeah. sure it happens. I'm sure there's people out there who feel like, right. Um, I think it depends on the, on your deck too. Like I've, I personally never played Kano. I feel like that element's there a little more like you, but you know what going in, like you're stacking the deck and, and people are obviously are way, way better at it. Um, you know, manipulating their deck to, to fire off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've seen people manipulate 10, 15, 20 cards the whole game. And then they go and they go through right. all those cards and that one that they need, right. is not there. So, I mean, it's definitely, definitely an element. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. Now, okay. Let's 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 talk a bit a bit about um, you know, the realm games, and then kind of you as as an owner. Okay. Do you guys have a a philosophy? Like, what's your philosophy in running a local game store? Is it you know, um, well, I've got product to sell, and then that's that, or like what? What is it that you guys take into the day to day when you're running your uh, local games? Or like, what is it that you are hoping to accomplish? Yeah, so um, I think it's all driven around community. It doesn't matter what game you're playing, um, what game you're into or hate. Um, it's 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 an environment where people can come away from work. You get away from everything, right? And you come there. You don't have to be, you don't have to be judged. You don't have to. There's no arguments. There's no fighting. Like this is a place. And it's the same thing when I play video games. I tell people all the time, like, there's no politics. There's no work talk. There's no, like we're just gonna come and just just relieve stress, right? So I think that's a big thing for us. We want people to come, be comfortable, and just drop their stress at the door and just be able to like take a breath and just play some games and leave going, yeah, I'm I'm happier now, you know, like. Um, so mm-hmm. that I think 
overall, that's probably something that we're really big on and our staff is really good at um, just making everyone feel welcome. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they do a good job too. And they, they, if there's people there that come and like, Hey, I really want to play this and they can't get enough people. Um, we have a good system where if they're not super busy, one of them can take a break or we'll even pay them um, to take like an hour break just to go play to fill in for a fourth for a commander or whatever. So people can, can play. Um, so I think that's probably overall, in a nutshell, if I explain that well, I'm okay. not sure, but <laughs> no, sure. But so, you know, in ta- in talking to many people in the tabletop community, you know, um, going to other local game stores, the word community is thrown around all of the time. Yeah. And depending on who you talk to, um, they'll use the word community as a buzzword, as a cliche. Okay. Yeah. And there are definitely places where you can tell they're using that word mm. in that way. Like they don't mean – they don't – for lack of a better term, they don't mean it, mm. right? Yeah. But what does it mean – and again, this concept is kind of one that can be difficult to articulate, right? right. Um, so and, – and I think you, you did a pretty good job kind of outlining it here a little bit. Um, but can you – can you is is there a way to to really articulate what it means to be about the community? Like, how do you show your community that you're about them? And one thing you just mentioned, which I really like, is there's a group wanting to play a game, and then you have one of your team members. You're like, I'll pay you. You can still be on the clock. That way, you can enjoy this game with uh, people from our community. I no. I never I've never heard that before. You know, um, going off of what you're saying of. People don't really know how to describe this this feeling or how it is that they want to go about it, and some other people just use it as a bud, buzzword. buzzword yeah. uh, right before you started talking, I was like, I think really there's there's kind of no way to describe yeah. it, and it's more of like exactly what he did. He told a story as to what he's done or um, has planned on in the future to set it up to to pretty much kind of show you what they're doing for the community yeah. rather than, oh, this is how I describe it mm-hmm. and you haven't done anything. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I so, think you did a great job. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I think, I think the, my question would be, is this concept of community something that you can accurately explain to someone or is it more so I have to show you how I care about you as a community and not just tell you? I think, I think it's kind of both. Um, it's it is a difficult like the because it's an emotional thing, and it's yeah. sometimes it's really difficult to describe emotion. And for me, it, it, um, it really is. so I'm more of a logical person, um, very mm-hmm. black and white. Numbers are a thing. Um, so like to me, that's the easiest way to describe it is by saying, "Hey, like this is the stuff that we do because we feel like." it's good for the players who come there. And if it's good for them, then they're, they are the community. They're building the community. They're making friendships. Like, you know, we're just facilitating that for them. So like, I guess the easiest way for me to really describe would be like talking numbers. You know, obviously we have to make money. Um, and we tell people all the mm-hmm. time, like, like all of our businesses, I'm in it to make money, but I'm not here to rip you off. Um, so we mm-hmm. try our best to make our staff members have that same mentality 
And then we put as much back in the community as we can afford. So mm-hmm. we look at events being ran, all, all money that come in for an comes, you know what I'm saying? All money that comes yes. in for an event um, yes. is dumped back into price support. So, um, you know, if we do $5 for F&M and 50 people show up, then $250 is all going back in price support. Like we're giving either boxes away, we're giving store credit, something. It, it all goes back. Um, I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, so uh, I think that and then going over the top. So sometimes even losing money on those events and, and being okay with it. I think some stores look at events as revenue um, generators and it should be the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, It's advertising costs. Let's label it that it's better. Right. So um, let's say uh, we did our last, whenever we did our RTN or PTQ last or whatever it was, our pre-release. I can't remember now. Everything jumbles together, but um, (laughs) it might've been RTN PTQ. I really don't know, but we did one of one of those, one of those events. Yeah. So we gave away all the stuff that LSS gave us to give away. And then we also gave away, I think six boxes. So we give two or three boxes away of Monarch. We gave two or three boxes away of uprising. We gave a first edition box of crucible away. Um, T-shirts, play mats, like, I mean, almost everyone that showed up got something, right? They left. And then all the money that they put in, we just took that and put it back. You know, it's all product and price support going back out. So, um, and you know, we probably lost money on that. I didn't even go look because I think that's what I'm trying to describe. Like, that's our job as an LGS is to facilitate that environment to let other people go, man, mm-hmm. we're having fun. We want to come here and make friends. And it creates an environment where, the toxicity is not there. We're not here. This isn't. This isn't mm-hmm. one of our five Ks or ten Ks where we have to compete for something. It's not serious. a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just here to have fun, you know. So and yeah, leave the world's problems at the door, you know. So yeah. So so I I hear a story like that, which which is awesome, right? But the question that jumps out at me is how do you, how are you successful then? Like, because again, like you just said, you know, you're, you're in business and you have to, you have to make money, you have to make a profit. So how do you successfully do that when you're just, you said all this money that's coming in for these events? Yeah. That's going into prize support. We're giving it to the players. Right. Like how, how do you guys, how are you successful then? So financially speaking, I should say. Yeah. So I I think this comes back to like just the whole community, like this ties like the whole community circle, right? The actual meaning of it is Mm -hmm. where it's like. We facilitate this environment for you guys. We're going to pour into you guys. And in return, those guys, they, you know, they, they, they pour back into us. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they look for, to us for cards first, product first. I mean, they, we, we I don't know. So, the, like, we're able to do the things we do because of the people that are at our LGS. And then, you know, with that environment and the mentality and, and having a great local support group, is how we decided to start reaching out into the bigger tournaments um, with a similar mentality. Um, now, obviously, they, they work slightly different um, just because there's so much more overhead. Uh, so sometimes right. it looks, oh, they had 180 people at 45, 50 bucks. Oh, they only paid a five. Well, there's you know venues and staffing and commentators, and there's a lot more right. happening. So you can't 
quite put the whole amount back in. Um, right. Because you got to cover the other costs. But it's the same thing. You go there and we feel like we put on a good event and we facilitate a way for people to do something that they can't do at an SCG con or somewhere else where it's a different environment. There's stuff happening after. Um, though in return, people seem to be amazing and treat us well and they they support us you know so it's right. just a full circle right. thing they support us then we take it and we do our best to to do something right. else that's really cool so like in, in chicago the night we got there to set up there's a bunch of people in the lobby and we just so we went back got product and brought a couple of cases down and every time they got eight people together to fire a pod we just gave them a box and let them draft and keep the cards and just so like the the night before like you know no is that is that what happened because i saw pictures of everybody drafting yeah we were just giving out boxes so people could draft um so you know and that's the whole circle of the community thing right that that there is where the moments really happen you know right we know there's plenty of people that we know who in a situation like that would would look at that situation say oh you guys you want to draft well, I have the product. All right. How much are you willing to fork over to you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Those yeah. people do exist. And and I also I also want to want want to say, you know, you know, Jacob for you, but also everybody listening, I'm not I'm not being cynical. I'm not trying to be cynical. I'm not trying <laughs> to be like I only care about the money. No, a lot of yeah. these questions, for those of you who have listened to us, the, a lot of these questions are coming from the standpoint of we want to know how to do it so we can do it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so for yeah. us, it's we have a lot of questions of, okay, because we want to be successful. We want to do it right. We do care about our community. We do care mm-hmm. about any community that we're a part of in this mm-hmm. space. Like we're, we jump in head first. We dive in and we're like, hey, we want to have fun. We want everyone here to be successful. What can we do? Um, and so that's where a lot of my questions, you know, are coming from. They're coming from that standpoint. So that being said, do so do you think local game stores need to kind of innovate to be successful? Or should they really all just look at look at kind of the philosophy that you just outlined of care about your community, pour into them, and then they in turn will pour back into you? Because one of the things that I've thought a lot about is, you know, because again, I think I'm thinking about revenue streams, right? And the revenue stream of buying and selling, right? That's, mm-hmm. I don't think you can just rely on that, right? But mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know. So I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, well, let's, what can you do to innovate? Like, can you open up additional revenue streams, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I was wondering, can you kind of touch on, do you think LGSs need to innovate to be successful? Or is there already a tried and true strategy and you just should stick to the script type thing? Man, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, that's a really tough question. I, I I can't speak really for what other other stores should or shouldn't do. Right. Um, I know uh-huh. that um, location matters. Um, yeah. In a sense, where like you have other stores to compete with, and um, stuff happens. <laughs> I'd say for for me personally like i i just i feel that way with everything i i don't know if it's you know my dad's been in business for a long time he used to build houses he's done stuff and he's he's always had the mentality that like you know i can't worry about other people i can't worry about mm-hmm. what other people will say i should or shouldn't do he's like i'm just i'm gonna put my best out i'm gonna treat people right and you know 
and that's it. Like let, let the rest mm-hmm. work itself out. So, I mean, we're not in a big market uh, city. I mean, we, um, the town I live in, there's a population of like 3,200 people. So um, the store is <laughs> in a population of like 40,000. So it's not like yeah. we're in like Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, somewhere there's a couple million people. But then you know, those those places are also competing with 10, 15, 20, 30 other stores. So it's really difficult for me to like speak on what another store should or shouldn't do. I'm just a firm mm-hmm. believer that anything you do in life, if you treat people with respect, love, mm-hmm. and pour your passion into it, it, typically people respond to that really well and mm-hmm. they want to be a part of it. And it usually works mm-hmm. out well. So sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's really easy in business to get caught up in any business on how can I penny pinch to, to the customer's wallet? Whereas it's like, you know, mm-hmm. instead of doing that, like how can, how can I make money, but the customer still has money walking away where they feel comfortable, they feel treated well. And, you know, I'll see them in a week or two or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. that that's just how we look at it. I don't know. I don't know if every store should do that or not or what, but I think, I think, I think more people should look at it like that to be quite honest with you. There's <laughs> definitely a few people around here who I, we wish would, would look at it, <laughs> would look at it that way. But, but in all honesty, like what you just said really does point straight back to community. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, and it's really interesting because like in just about all these conversations that we've had, the topic of community gets brought up. Right. And it's like every conversation gets pointed one way or another to the to the topic or aspect of community. And it's highlighted, not not even from us, but just from the guests of, hey, that's what's important. Like you're not doing this for you. Right. You do need to look at it of you have customers, you have a community. How can you provide them the most value mm-hmm. and, and show them that you care? Um, so, yeah. So. What what are what is one of or a few of the biggest lessons that you've learned in running the realm games since you guys uh, uh, took over the store? Um, like from a LGS side or as like TO side running some of the bigger events or or both both. Or, both. Um, yeah. so for LGS side, I think putting. You know, because we we have date we have other jobs too, and we run other businesses, so we're not there day to day. Um, putting the right people that share the same mentality with you in mm-hmm. in, in the front of your store, um, it's really crucial. Like that's probably something we learned. Our manager um, at the store is a, he's amazing. Dude's amazing. I wish I could take him to every event we go to. I just like people around him like this guy he treats he's just he's so good he's really good at his job um Mm -hmm. but everyone loves him he he makes it's mind-blowing he doesn't forget people's names like Mm. dude someone will come in that's been there one time like six months ago and he's like oh yeah i'm like i don't know how you do it (laughs) (laughs) my brother walks in like who are you i don't know but uh (laughs) so I, i think on the lgs side that's probably a big thing is putting people there that that share the same mentality and goals with you. Um, mm-hmm. The TO side of things, uh, I've learned a bunch. <laughs> um, doing big events like that is not something I've done a lot of or any of until doing these. So I've learned a so ton for, of So just for, for those listening, TO tournament organizer. Yes. Correct? Is that what yes. we mean? Okay. Yeah. 
So running running the round five Ks, ten Ks that we've ran, um, you know, location's a big thing. We figured that out the hard way. You know, like mm-hmm. we was like, oh, we're gonna do it in our hometown, our first tank in our hometown. So like, you know, all those people don't have to travel, blah, blah blah. Well, our hometown doesn't have an airport or an Uber. Oh boy. Or yeah. you know, so people are like <laughs> flying into Columbus, like, oh, how do we get to Columbus an hour up north? <laughs> like, you know, it, it was I was like, Yeah, that was a hard lesson learned. Um yeah. But yeah, so lots lots of fun stuff. On that event, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so so speak speaking of tournaments and tournament organizing, um, so you how long have you guys been doing your your realm circuits? So last year we ran a couple five Ks and then finished the year with a ten K, and they were just tournaments we ran. Um, they were for us to get experience. You know, it's difficult to get those size tournaments unless at the time unless you were Channel Fireball now unless you were Star City. Um, mm-hmm. which is cool. We, we built up a good relationship with LSS and during that time, they gave us a battle harden for the 10 K, um, which was super cool. And then we started working on this idea of, you know, the, the competitive scene, we feel like for flesh and blood, um, like this year, especially like the, there was a lot of gaps, a lot of loopholes. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of stores didn't get PTQs or RTNs. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a battle harden, but you, you have to fly halfway across the country and then you're waiting three, four or five months to you get another one you can drive to. So we came up with this idea of running our own circuit and we weren't planning on doing it until 2024. Um, we got min max and decided to run that 5k together. And from there we started talking to some other stores that were like, Oh man, we want to run a big event in our city, but we don't know how we don't have the means or the ability. So we're like, this seems like a cool thing for the community. What if we run, several 5Ks, and we partner with a local game store and let them come and be a part of the event. They get their own booth. We're going to want to welcome events so people can come that have never played, and that store will actually run all those events. The owner will be there, and he'll get to interact with those new people. And then when we leave that area, new players or players that didn't know the store is just like, hey, here's an LGS that we can call home that, that is really involved and really cool and stuff. So um, we decided to go ahead and do a test run this year, uh, running three, three 5Ks. So we ran the one in Chicago, running one in Pittsburgh in, in May, and then we're going to run in Salt Lake City in August. And then we're going to run a 20 – they're all invitational. So top eight get invites to the end of the year, 20K, invitational only. So this is kind of a test year for us. It's, it's looking really good. Um, so we have plans hopefully soon to announce a lot more stuff for 2024, which we're pretty excited for, but yeah, so that's kind of how that started. That's awesome. Now, okay. (laughs) Um, why did you guys, and we, we, I know we talked about this a little bit, but, um, you guys are doing a flesh and blood cruise, right? We are, yeah. So okay, that's going to be in January. Yeah, yeah. So, so talk about that. How did that? How did that come about? Go to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even. We don't play Flesh and Blood, but we got to go. We have a ton <laughs> of people who are coming that don't play Flesh and Blood. There you <laughs> go. Just, just, you know, they're just coming. They're like, yeah, we're gonna hang out and just, you know, like we'll try to play or you know whatever. They just want to come and hang out. Um, 
So like, I don't know if you guys met Derek, uh, our charmer in Chicago. Yes. He's one yep. of the casters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's a really good friend mm-hmm. of ours. Um, he jokes about it all the time because he's been there in some of Keith and I's conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How they usually go is something like, Keith, I was thinking, and then Keith responds before I can finish, that's a great idea. Let's just do it. And then, <laughs> then, then we just do it. Like sometimes not the best you know, best decisions, but which, you know, this is, that's really how it usually happens. And then we just go yeah. from there. Well, somebody on Twitter <clears throat> said, it'd be really cool uh, 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 to get a bunch <laughs> of nerds together and go play games on a cruise. And then someone else tagged at the wrong games. And so I looked at it. I was like, oh my goodness, this, this is, is great. I screenshot it, sent it to my brother. He never even texted me back. I was like, oh, you know, whatever. We'll talk about tonight when I get home. And 10 minutes later, he calls me. He's like, hey, I just got off the phone with Royal Caribbean, and I think we can make oh, this happen. Yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and, and about a week or two later, we put it out to the public, and and we it's it's a full thing That's now. So, so we already put man. the pot. So we have um, – so, so you have to – so basically it's like $450 per person, but you have to share a room. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like $900 for the room. That's that's like a five-day, four-night cruise. All food is included. And well, we're that going to That doesn't sound bad. No, it's tri- not, dude. <laughs> it does not sound bad. But I know. Like, if, I was just figuring, if you would have flown to our <laughs> Chicago event. I think $350 <laughs> for a ticket from, like, Florida to Chicago. $100 a night for your hotel. You're like six, $700, you know? So, I mean, 450 bucks, you're going to get fed three meals. Oh, yeah. And you're going to, we're going to, there's, there's like, it's a huge cruise. There's like two or three, two shows that happen every day and night, like, like Broadway type shows. There's like five pools. There's just all kinds of stuff happening. It's like, so people are just going to go be able to hang out and go do it all together. And so there's going to be set times for some it? flesh and blood stuff. If people want to come play, if not, like, Go do your thing, and um, and then Sunday on the way back, basically we'll sail to the islands. You'll get off. We'll be there for a day, and on our way back, that Sunday will be the main event. We'll actually run like a, a to be determined, but like five, ten k, something like that. So, um, mm. yeah. So that's, that's awesome. And uh, when when did you say it was again? It's good. I it's on our website. I think it's January eight, tenth, twelfth, something somewhere in there. All right, so, I'm going. Yeah, I think I think we have like 20 rooms booked already, and then so basically they gave us like a cutoff time for like this is one of the things I went earlier. So like they give us a cutoff time, like hey, you have to have your rooms booked by the state or the price goes way up. So like so many people did it, and a bunch of people were interested, but like oh, we can't tell this far out. So we're like, eh, mm-hmm. we went ahead and just got we put a deposit on 60 rooms, extra rooms. So basically now people, as they wow. figure out and stuff, they can reach out to us and we have tickets on our website. You can go buy your, you know, all your stuff. And we just we have the, wow. the rooms available until they're gone. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so you know what you're doing in January now? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. I will be there. Because not only do I just love cruises, I also just like card games. Yeah, right? <laughs> and normally, what if you did a card game on a cruise? And normally, I like card games on motorcycles, <laughs> but now I get it on boats. There you go. 
on motorcycles? That, yeah, that's it's a Yugi, I think. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's which explains why I don't get it. <laughs> um all right. So so this this is interesting because um and you've pretty much already answered this, but um we did we did a podcast episode I don't even remember how long ago this was, but we did an episode kind of all about product versus a place to play. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, uh, we were talking about it from the standpoint of a local game store, right? And there are, you know, how you approach either running or just even going into a local game store. Like, do you look at it from the standpoint of, here's my local game store. This is where I buy my product from. Or this is my local game store. This is where I go to play games with people, right? And so that's the the place to play, mm-hmm. right? I think ideally it's it's obviously going to be both, but where we kind of landed was we think it's more important to provide a place to play than it is to provide product to buy, right? But again, ideally I think it's both, but I I do think when you look at place to play, Again, what does that go back to? I think that goes back to the the concept of community, right? Because you're providing a space for <coughs> communities to be formed. Mm-hmm. You're providing spaces for the, these communities to come sit around a table and do whatever, right? And then in doing whatever, what what is doing, that community is continuing to be furthered. Um, I mean, I think, I, I think when you look at an LGS, I mean – is there is there a point that I'm missing here? Like pr- uh, there, you you can buy product or you can come play a game and hang out. Is there really anything else that you do at an LGS? But and again, that's not to say that neither of these are important or or, or anything like that. Um, but is is there any other role that an LGS can provide or, or can fill? Scam people. <laughs> the bad I mean, ones look i didn't say it was good <laughs> it, it definitely probably happens oh it hundred percent hundred percent happens sadly yeah we'll, we'll tell you we'll tell you some stories after this call <laughs> we won't do a live <laughs> we're doing it live dan um please no i don't i don't Hit know your button if there is, I can do it. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> oh oh man. goodness! I don't. I don't. I mean, as an LG, like, what other stuff is it that that we provide? I mean, in a, a safe environment for people to play. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a caring, a caring and safe atmosphere with with affordable product for people too. Like, uh, you know. You can't have one without the other on it. I mean, well, you can, but it's not right. going to be an LGS. Like, you know, right. I've heard some stories of some stuff with pe- players with like, you know, they get salty about, you know, store and this and trying to make money. And, and I, I get that that can be extreme, but, you know, sometimes stores, um, I can see how it can be difficult or, or scary at times to feel like they have to do extra stuff to make sure they get the money or they're going to close the doors. And I'm sure all that stuff mm-hmm. happens just like in any, any business, but um, mm-hmm. I think there has to be a really good balance. Like we talked earlier, it, it needs, mm-hmm. you can make money without, without stealing every dime out of someone's wallet. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so on that, how, how important do you think it is for, um, for a small LGS or just any LGS to host large events? You know, like you, you were talking about, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think it's necessary to host large events. Um, okay. I definitely think small community driven LGS events, you know, for that local community, um, good events, even if like you're starting out or you're smaller and you don't have the revenue to, to dump a ton of prize support, like, you know, you get 10, 20, 30 people to show up. I mean, you charge five, 10 bucks, but some places charge 10 bucks, whatever. I mean, that's, you know, you know, decent amount of money, 150, 300 bucks. Like you just take all that and pour it back in. Um, so that the players are having a good time, but yeah, I, I don't think you have to run big events, just running lots of events for the communities in your area, you know, stuff where they mm-hmm. can come to your store and have fun. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm the main point right like if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be doing the stuff we're doing in other communities today like you take those guys away right there is no realm right so it's important to get those it's important to get those small events kind of under your belt and done right and prioritize those and and then not necessarily move on to doing big events but still prioritizing that local community and because yeah. that's your community and you want that to thrive and grow right yeah, absolutely okay all right well <clears throat> we've got we've got a few a few questions before we move on to one of our favorite segments we've got we've got a few questions from some of our friends um, so actually before we get there, you had, you had talked about, uh, I, I think you meant, didn't you mean you were this person you were talking about before you meant Tan and grace, right? Isn't that Her. who we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Just, that's my fault. I, I forgot. Sometimes I get them confused. They look so much alike. It's really difficult sometimes to tell them apart. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. So we, sorry, we, Tana, we had Derek on, on. <laughs> we we had Derek uh, on the podcast a few weeks ago and had a great time had a great time talking He's a great with him. Guy. So it was it was it was good catching up with him at, at the at the tournament. So real quick, I was yeah. on Twitter the other day and I came across a photo of this Tan and Grace guy. Okay, and I'm like, he looks nothing like Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so funny. <laughs> I thought they would have looked relatively close to each other. I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> so you will never mis- make mi- mix them up again then, no, correct? No. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we have some, we have some questions from some of our other friends. Um, so this first one comes to us courtesy of Brendan Patrick. Um, why do you enjoy flip it or rip it so much? <laughs> so actually, <laughs> it's funny. We like uh, like Keith and I. Well, I don't know about Keith, but like me, like I personally actually don't. It it, it makes me so anxious. Like can't stand it. But like <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's, just, it's but we we always do this thing where or we do it a lot where um, you know like. Everyone enjoys their own thing at their different pace. So, uh, like at the one speakeasy, we brought out a box of, oh man, I can't remember if it was first edition Crucible or first edition. I think it might have been Crucible. I can't, I honestly can't remember. And basically, we came up and we're like, you know, we're everyone here, we're going to give everyone a pack. You get to choose if you want us to. F- to, to play flip it and rip it with it, or you can just have the whole pack to yourself. 
and and like people were videotaping it it went everywhere it was a huge deal i was like the whole time i was in the corner like don't do it <laughs> but keith's all like yeah you know that's cool you know whatever you know so i have no problem doing see it. that would be me i would be the one being like no don't please don't do it. i'm like yeah. guys it's not ripping this is a foil uh, i need scissors uh, yeah uh all right, so so this next one, this next one comes to us from um, uh, fr- from from Matt Matt Demarco. He 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 asks, "What's up with your uh, obsession with making Canadian jokes?" <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if it's actually an obsession with Canadian jokes. It's just that Matt's Canadian, <laughs> and so I enjoy just messing with Matt. It's probably that's who doesn't probably, exactly you know so and and honestly like I didn't used to do it a bunch and I forget what event because he's he's casted every event that we've streamed and one of the events like people would just relentlessly just every other and finally he like said something like I think he was getting over it I was like now's the time to really lay it on like i could just that's that's what i felt like i really needed to put the hammer down so ever since then it's just it just feels so natural like i feel like if i don't do it i'm letting him down that's that's really what's happening he gave everyone the ammo right when he said he was upset about it you cannot tell people on the internet you don't like something <laughs> they will use it against you yeah so everyone definitely a hundred percent should come up with your best canadian joke and oh, tag <laughs> flake 100 percent. so so we will but when we had him on the podcast um i don't i don't know if we've sent out the, this this short yet but there, there's a clip. I made sure to clip it because it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we were talking about. But, um, but you, you had said, uh, no, no. no. I, so I think Matt had said, why don't we just call all Canadians Americans too? Why don't we do that? <laughs> and then you were like, I mean, you are Northerner. <laughs> oh, you no, know, I, I did see that. Someone, I don't know where I saw that somewhere. I laughed really hard. That was great. <laughs> He's like, you son of (laughs) (laughs) So after that, I'm like, all right, definitely push on the Canadian button. Understood. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's just like when you start, you can't stop. Just hammer down. He he asks for it. I mean, come on. He does. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Because he knows it's true. He he is Canadian, so it's his, it's his fault. He is Canadian. <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> oh, there's, 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 there's so much good content here. Thank oh you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now he does uh, ask one that. other question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Matt is awesome. Matt, we love he's, you, dude. You're, you're he's fantastic. An, he's an amazing guy that puts out consistently amazing, like constantly. Like, he's such a good. Uh, caster like i don't know if you've seen him do other stuff but like he can so easily show up in a hoodie and still be professional have fun but then also like hey Mm -hmm. matt like we're going like super serious shirt tie like the whole thing and dude's just a pro i mean he's a pro when we did our very first event we had um some people 
cast the event that with locals. They did a great job. It was awesome. I had so much fun at that event. The next one was bigger. We're like, you know, we're going to get a couple people come out and do this. And we met Flake through some people we knew. And, like, the first time watching, I told him, I was like, dude, you can, like, it's just the difference. Like, you can tell, like, oh, man, you get paid to do this. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah. He's so good at it. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. When, honestly, when, when I've seen him and um, watched him cast and listened to him, I'm like, dude. This just makes me want to do it just right next to you, and you you can just teach me, and I'll just learn from you because you're just so good. <laughs> He's so good at it. <clears throat> um, all right. He does have one other question, though. Oh, all right. He 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 asks, uh, how is your New Year's resolution coming along? <laughs> I, I mean, it was doing really good until about two and a half minutes ago. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the new year? Wait, what was, was it? Was it stop making was, Canadian jokes? Is that it? it was actually Keith's New Year's resolution joke, but you know, we both were trying really hard. Keith's was doing great. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys. I feel like, oh, listen, man. hold up. I feel like oh, he man. set me up. Like he's real hard say, right there. He, oh, he set us up. He, he set you up. <laughs> so hard. Because we oh, didn't even man. know what it was. <laughs> no, I no did idea. ask him. So so here's what happened, okay? Oh man. <laughs> here's what happened. Earlier today, I sent out a message. I sent out a message <laughs> to both Brendan and Matt, and I'm like, yo, we're having Jacob on the podcast. Mm -hmm. What are some questions that we should ask him? Like, just to, you know, throw some funny stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And so Matt sends those questions, and I'm just like, understood, got it. And that was it. <laughs> Nothing else was said. Mm -hmm. And we went along our merry way. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That well, was clever. I got to give it to him. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice setup. Very nice. <laughs> Because oh, part of me wanted to ask what, what it was mm -hmm. when he sent that. I'm like, huh, I wonder what the new resolution is. <laughs> well, good thing I didn't. Oh, my goodness. Since well, it's that was now, fun. now I can just, it's game on next time I see him, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how New Year's resolutions work, right? I'm going to lose weight. Then I go eat a cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's done. So <laughs> it's over now. I'll try again next year. <laughs> January 4th. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll try next January. <laughs> so I guess that's how that's going to have to work. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, all right. Well, we're 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 gonna we're gonna move on now. I think I think we need a new segment after that. After that, we we need we need a new like viewer question segment type thing. Oh man. All right. Well, we are now gonna move on to our card of the week. And Jacob is just pulling out the card of the week. Oh crap! Gonna grab it. <laughs> All right, so so Jacob, yes, Jacob has been so kind, so kind to mm -hmm. pick a card for us. Jacob, what is this week's card of the week? Has to be Dash. So the hero All Dash, right. nothing, nothing flashy, nothing fancy, but to me, my favorite card in all Flesh and Blood. A couple of reasons: one, it's the first hero I ever learned how to play, um, and then I rode that thing as hard as I could when it wasn't good, like. Nobody was playing it. Bravo, star of the show, was, like, dominating. I was like, it doesn't matter. We're going to do it. 
just got <laughs> annihilated. Um, but th- so it's just a little corny. But the reason that I started playing, I was like, oh, you know, which hero I'm going to pick? My middle son's name is Dash. So I was like, wow. oh, that seems fun. That's really cool. And, you know, started picking up. I, I She's my favorite hero. She deserves to okay. be the best. They should make her broken so much that people quit playing the game. Like, <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> Or you can ask. I was gonna say. So, what does she do? What does she do exactly? Yeah. So she she's a mechanologist. She like has items that she can use, Mm -hmm. right, and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, But you get to start the game with an item out of your deck on the bat on the playing field. Okay. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways you can play her. So there's a card. It's called Teclo Pounder. And you can play that, and it starts with three counters on it. Basically, there's a mechanic that every time you play a card, you get to do, you get to flip over the top card of your deck, and you banish it. it. It gives you go again. Well, every the first time you do that, every turn, Teclo Pounder loses a counter, and it makes that attack hit Mm. for plus two. Um, So it's kind of like a aggro deck. But then she can also go like into like a turtle defensive mode and build up like. These counter are these uh, items that give her pistol go again, um, mm-hmm. and then an item that gives her pistol plus one, or I think it's plus one attack. I can't remember it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just, you know, she pitches stuff to load those up and then shoots her pistol for a bunch at you and uh, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, she's really cool. cool. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there is is there uh do you have any other favorite items to pair with or just there's just like a, a lot of a lot of fun small. There's a lot. Me personally, I love playing like the aggro version of her. So I play a tackle uh-huh. pounder and then every card is just like hit you as hard as I can. I never block. Just let people they're like, I'm hitting you for eighteen. I'm like, cool, do it. Eat it. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Life's she can I mean if you man. get the right cards, you can hit for like forty I forget what it is, like 42 now. It's been a while since I've actually played her because then I was like, you know, I'm going to try to be somewhat competitive um, before we ran our circuit and I started hitting some PTQs. I was like, she's just, she's just not there. So I started playing <laughs> some other stuff. Uh, but yeah. Have there been any successful lists with Dash? She's actually really that, good that have now. Made it competitively? She's better now. Um, Actually, she's been decent now. I mean, she's always been decent. She, she was able to win. It was just when Bravo Star the Show was there, it was just really, really, really tough. And then Phi came mm-hmm. out, and I was like, if I'm going to play aggro, like, yeah, I might as well play Phi. Um, mm-hmm. But people have been winning with her. She's won She's won some big stuff. Yeah. And here recently, she's been doing really well, too. She's been top eighting, and I think she top eighted in Richmond, if I remember right. So, awesome. yeah, she's cool. solid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is this week's card of the week. That is Dash Inventor Extraordinaire from uh, Flesh and Blood, a game that we still don't play a lot of. (laughs) It's fun. This game is fun. We just, I mean, artwork is beautiful. It is. It it, it is. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flesh and flesh and blood is definitely a, a lot of fun, and it is becoming more. It seems like it's becoming more and more popular. Um, yeah. Like each and every month is is what yeah. it seems like. It's just 
it, it it's a lot of fun and and the the community is there <clears throat> and it seems like everybody who's in that game just really loves the community i was about to say the more wizards of the coast stops caring about their players the more <laughs> flesh and blood adds to their players and and so it has to do like lss is they've done a really good job so far of having that same mentality caring about the players caring about the game trying just to do cool stuff mm-hmm. um they give a lot of support to LGS is if you want, if you're an LGS and you want to be involved at a local level, they're all about it. They, they do. Mm-hmm. They, they give you quite a bit of stuff. I mean, they give prize support for every armory event, every skirmish event, every, I mean, they, yeah, they give a lot. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today. We, we had a lot of fun kind of chatting with you and I have a feeling we've got some other questions that we might have to ask you offline here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, m- maybe that, but Jacob, where, uh, where can people find you and where can they find out more about the realm games? Yes. Yeah, so they can, um, on Twitter, they can go at the realm games one. Um, we do a lot of giveaways there, giveaway boxes of stuff and, um, we might do a giveaway to the cruise and we do all kinds of stuff on there. Or you can go to the realm gaming or realm gaming network.com. No, the just mm-hmm. realm gaming network.com. And that's where you can find all the events that we do. We have other stores all across the country that are running local events that you can earn an invite to the 20 K. So we're pairing up with LGSs all over the place. Or if you're an LGS and you want to run an event, there's a link on there for you to get set up. So yeah, it's a great place to go and see what we're doing. Awesome. So yeah, we'll be sure to leave all links to to everything that Jacob just mentioned in the descriptions. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to check the podcast notes for all of those uh, links. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Jacob, thanks a lot. This has been yeah. a lot of fun. Um, it's been great. Yeah, and and re- yeah, we're really <laughs> glad to to have met you. And uh, that honestly, that that event was just a lot of fun. So uh, thanks for joining us today, and we hope to chat with you soon, man. Awesome. Thanks. Dan. Yes. Dan, yes, I could sure. talk to that guy forever. Dude, I know. <laughs> but but seriously, like I, I love having these conversations with people like we yeah. with just that, where we yeah. can have these conversations. Because again, this community and the community of tabletop gaming, it it's very much a local thing. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 it's like it's a grassroots movement mm-hmm. and people like Jacob treat it as such. And and he, he made and he made sure to mention to us multiple times, you know, focus on your local community. Like it, mm-hmm. it starts in your local community. Even if you have big grandeur visions of what you hope to accomplish on a large stage, you cannot forget your local community. Yep. It's like it's like that saying of, you know, never forget where you came from. Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. And you know, I'm very I'm just very glad and very thankful that we were able to make this connection <laughs> with Jacob. And I you know, I don't know how many people are gonna listen to this episode and think to themselves that really didn't apply to me and that's okay that is that and that is very very much okay but for people like us and for anyone who's in this space in this hobby space of tabletop gaming people talking with people like jacob who have that vision you know the moment you start talking to them that is exactly what's important yeah and you need people like jacob to have that vision to lead your local community 
And so it was really awesome, you know, getting to talk with Jacob. So Jacob, thank you so much for that conversation. And again, don't forget, head um, if you find the Realm Games on Twitter, follow everything that they're doing. And if you want to go on that Flesh and Blood cruise, maybe look into that. We don't even play Flesh and Blood, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to be there. He and he and he told us that when mm. we were at that uh, Flesh and Blood tournament, yeah. you know, yeah. here here locally. And I'm like, that is an awesome idea. <laughs> How many people I've heard that and said that's a bad idea? Probably zero people. Zero people. Zero people. So anyway, uh, again, thank you so much, Jacob. It was a great conversation. And Jimbo, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. You guys can find me on Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell, Twitter underscore DG Campbell. If you head over to our website, www.hobbiesandhappiness, you can find links to all of our content there, uh, YouTube, podcasts, for the most part, we're, the majority of our content lives on our YouTube channel. That's where a lot of our video content lives. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we don't post on a lot of other platforms, we prioritize YouTube. YouTube is pretty much where everything is at. So if you want to follow everything that's happening along with Hobbies and Happiness, be sure to hit us up at youtube.com slash hobbies and happiness. So oh, yeah. thank you everybody for being here. Who knows what next week's going to bring? Um, we we are, in, in all honesty, everyone, just, just so you know, we are actively – we're coming up on episode 100. We are coming up on episode 100. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel, Jim? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, but one thing that I want to do is as we approach episode 100, I really want to take a look at the long term, um, what we want to do with the podcast specifically in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I think we want to keep doing video. Um, however, it's kind of going to kind of going to be bare bones, kind of as, as you've seen, um, again, just from an uh, editing post-production standpoint, uh, makes things a little a lot easier for us. That way frees up more time to make the other video content that we really want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, we're actively looking at how we're going to set up the the podcast. Are we going to prioritize interviews? Are we going to prioritize our, our one-to-one conversations? Um, or are we just going to try and, and, and mix it up um, here and there? We're going to, we are actively looking at that. And if you want to weigh in, be sure, shoot us an email, leave us a comment down below on what you enjoy about the podcast. Do you love the interviews? Do you love the guests? Do you love just the conversations that we have? Mm-hmm. Um, or one thing that we've even thought of is just honestly bringing another person and having the same conversations that we have, but with an additional uh, guest. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you, what you enjoy, what you think. Um, as we look to, to move to, uh, I don't want to say new format, but really just something that's very consistent. That way you know what to expect on a week to week basis. So let us know down below what you enjoy about the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm real looking forward. I'm looking forward to episode hundred. I'm looking forward to what we're going to continue to do with the podcast. It's still so weird to say, <laughs> I've honestly thought about, man, episode dude, if we, can, if we can get to episode hundred, that's just going to be awesome. I remember episode two and uh, I think it was two where we were sitting on your couch in the basement. Oh, my goodness. And you hated that I so hated much. I hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again, let us know what you enjoy about the podcast down below. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to be actively looking at that. So, yeah. thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll catch you in the next episode. See you, everybody. Take care. Bye.